Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 142 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. 10 Characteristics of the Retail CEO. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. So it feels really good to be back. Uh, I knew I would miss the podcast and recording the podcast. I guess I didn't realize how much, but I have to admit that I really enjoyed my time off. If you're on my email newsletter list, I've kind of been updating everyone about the things that I've been doing and been enjoying. And I have technically one more week before, actually, I guess almost two weeks before this first podcast episode publishes, I'm working well in advance. So by the time my, I guess, break is done, I think I will have gone to two concerts with my husband. Uh, We definitely enjoyed a chili cook-off with some sports friends. Uh, I had my mom and brother over for football and pizza, and that was fun. Although we really didn't watch football, it was mostly about pizza and hanging out and my mom schooling us on how to take care of some rose bushes in our yard. What else did I do? Uh, I had a massage, a 90-minute massage. It was a gift that I didn't use the gift card for about a year, and it was way overdue. A facial. I went out to lunch with my girlfriends. I had dinner with my bestie, actually, two of my besties. I went to the apple orchard and spent a day with my in laws and all of those family members. Uh, What else? There's like so much. Oh, uh, some house things I've done. I finished redecorating my dining room and painting a buffet in there and getting an area rug, and I've been wanting to do that for a year. And I started a storage room. It's a storage room in the basement that was a hot mess. I started that project. I laid out the design and floor plan and ordered some storage cabinets for that room. I need to get that done before Thanksgiving and all the things I could go on and on. My point is, I feel like I'm proud of myself for the time I spent the free time I spent during this past month off. So thank you again to all of you for listening to the podcast, for getting me to that 200,000 downloads. I'm happy I took the time to celebrate. So I have to also say that today is a big day for me because I've never batch recorded these podcast episodes. I tend to do them I do work in advance around 12 days in advance with podcast episodes, but I do them one at a time. And I didn't realize how inefficient that was. My goal now is to batch script four episodes and then batch record four episodes. I've talked about the concept of batching before. Maybe I should talk about it a little bit more and I will now that I'm doing this. I hope that this becomes a regular routine for me because batching is just so much more efficient. 
essentially what it means is I'm going to record right now, starting with this one, four podcast episodes back to back. And that's going to be incredible because once I'm done with that, I know that's a month of content. That's a month of of podcast episodes that I don't have to come back into my office, set things up, record, and do all of the things, and do the same thing to my team members where they just do one at a time. If they want, they'll be able to batch their work too, because there are a lot of hands on this podcast. So I am excited to get this started. I will say too that next week, I'm going to recap this year's retreat. It takes a while for me to process everything that goes into the event, the volume of other small businesses that make the event so incredible, just the people who attend, and all of those really special moments where I can breathe a little bit after the retreat and think about all of them. And that's why it's taken me so long to do the retreat recap episode is because I really wanted to focus on some of those special moments and share about all of the business owners who participate in that because it's far from just being me. There's so many people involved and who generously give to that event. So I'll be talking about all of them next week. I just have so much to share about the retreat. I decided to kick off my return to podcasting with an episode where I'll talk about where I'm going to talk about the strong characteristics of a retail CEO. So earlier this year, I launched the Savvy Shopkeeper quiz. At this point, most of you have heard me talk about the quiz. And I created the quiz because I identified that it's really helpful for shopkeepers to understand where we are on our journeys. And then it's helpful for me to understand where you are because I can do a variety of things. I can definitely empathize because I'm still a store owner and I've gone through all of the stages or almost all of the stages. I can teach in a relatable way and I can point you in the right direction to helpful podcast episodes or resources depending on the stage that you're in. And if you're a group member, I can help you even more. If you've taken the quiz and you know about it, I still encourage you to listen to this episode because I haven't really shared some of the things I'm going to share in the past that I'm going to share today. So there are five stages. There's the aspiring shopkeeper, the savvy starter, the profitable planner, the growing retailer, and the retail CEO. This stage concept was actually validated at this year's retreat. It was kind of cool to see. So let me explain what happened. On day two of the retreat, I broke attendees out into smaller groups based on their shopkeeping stage. At that point, everyone, with the exception of a couple, had taken the quiz. So it was easy for me to see that it was almost a nearly even split. I did group aspiring and savvy starters into one group, and then all of the other stages had their own group. So there were four groups And it was really cool to see because as I walked around to each group, because I was listening in a little bit and checking in to see if they needed my help, but clearly my presence wasn't needed. What they really wanted and craved at that particular moment was more time talking with each other because they could all relate with each other and they were sharing information that made sense at that stage in their business and they were learning from each other. So this was a bit of a lesson learned is in future retreats, 
I actually plan on making that session much longer because they didn't want to leave. I felt bad (laughs) breaking it up to move on to the next part of the retreat. But I I hear you. I I caught it. Uh, I will change that in the future. I've also learned since launching the quiz that the amount of time a person has in business doesn't matter. And initially, when I created the stages, I thought it did in in a I guess a little bit, but I realize now that it doesn't matter. So for example, there are shopkeepers who have been in business 20 plus years who aren't at the retail CEO stage. And yet there are shopkeepers who have been open less than one year who are at the retail CEO stage. So this has been a bit enlightening over the, I guess, almost almost one year since I launched, maybe not a year Gosh, when did I launch the podcast or the quiz? Anyhow, it's been enlightening since I launched the quiz. I often tell shopkeepers to create the type of business that works for them. You can hear about this in episode number 96, Retail Success is Subjective. So if you want to listen, this particular episode number 96 will help explain why length of time in business is really irrelevant for the stages. Anyhow, in today's episode, I want to dig into the retail CEO stage. I've been speaking more with the retail CEOs and master shopkeepers and identifying what makes them and their stage unique. And I think the information is insightful. I think many of you will gain knowledge from the characteristics of a business owner who reaches this stage. So retail CEOs, they're risk takers and visionaries who think outside the box and keep growing because they aren't bogged down with the daily details of their businesses. This doesn't mean that they don't on occasion clean toilets in their stores or take out the garbage themselves, but maybe or most likely this isn't a regular occurrence. They aren't better than anyone else. They're just really good at delegating and letting go of things and taking the time to think of what what will help their businesses grow because they have the time, but more on this in a minute. So here are 10 words that I use to describe the retail CEO. Number one, freedom. Yep, retail CEOs have free time, more free time than most shopkeepers in other stages. Number two, flexibility. They started their businesses so they could do what they want, when they want, within reason, and they've earned this. They have, you know, if they have a sick kid, no problem. They can take the day off or maybe they never go into their stores and they know they can take care of that child at home. If they want to go to lunch or have coffee with friends or take a long weekend for a girl's trip, they can because they have a team running the business. Number three, passive income. I love this so much. Some retail CEOs may not even be in their stores on a regular basis. The store is a well-oiled machine and they only need to go in when they want or as needed. I know some of you are mind blown by this, where you're like, how does that happen? Please get me there. But it can happen. Number four, large team. Retail CEOs tend to have larger teams. 10 plus employees. Some of them have 20 plus employees. Number five, well-oiled machine. I just mentioned this, but their businesses run 
pretty smoothly. Yes, of course, there's bumps in the road, but generally everyone knows what their roles are and things get done. Number six is systems. This is why they have a well-oiled machine as a business. They have systems and processes in place. Most are documented or they're doing a really good job of documenting as many as they can. And there just aren't many unknowns when it comes to the business. And their team members know the answers to questions because they know where to find the answers or they've already been trained in them. Number seven, expansion. And expansion can come in a variety of ways. It could be more store locations. It could be more stores, completely different business models, but more stores. It could be storage rooms, uh, shipping containers that hold a backstock of, of, of inventory. It could be an entire warehouse filled with inventory. But almost all retail CEOs have expanded either into more space next door or more locations or more stores, whatever it is, definitely more storage. And they have, they've grown in maybe in several ways. Number eight is profit and pay. Yes, retail CEOs do both. Their business is profiting and they're paying themselves. They pay themselves and they learned how to improve margins. They get out of debt. They have bookkeepers and CPAs who answer questions and guide them. And they know how to read their profit and loss statement and other financial reports. They've learned and implemented things to get them to be profitable. And they consistently pay themselves. They're either on payroll because they're an S-corp or they're doing consistent owner's draw as an LLC. And then number nine is risk taker. They may not see themselves this way, but retail CEOs are natural risk takers. Or they step into discomfort rather than resisting it because the return on investment, the return, the ROI and stepping into that discomfort when you're ready to grow, they know it's worth the try for them. They don't want to be the what if, like what if I had tried that or what if I had done that? No, the retail CEO is like, I'm going to try it. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, I'll try something else. Number 10, they're visionaries. Retail CEOs have time to think. They think about how to scale. They think about how to grow. They think about their financials. They think about how to increase their margins. They understand their data. They will consider taking on other ventures because now they have time. They have the time to use their brains to give more value as business owners. It's pretty incredible to see the retail CEO working, and we have quite a few in Master Shopkeepers, and I love the conversations with them. Now, maybe one or two of these 10 characteristics I just listed could be used to describe shopkeepers in other stages. However, many of these are unique to the retail CEO. Retail CEO is truly a boss-up stage. Let me add, though, that not every shopkeeper wants to get to this stage. You can see based on these characteristics, if someone wants to be a solo shopkeeper, meaning they're the only person in their business, they don't want team members, they have no interest in hiring, then this 
this shopkeeper may never want to reach the retail CEO level, right? Like, so some of these things, if you're not willing to embrace them and step into those into those characteristics, you may not reach retail CEO level, and that's okay. However, if these characteristics hit the core of your soul, then you know this stage is for you. And also, the stages aren't about judgment. There is no judgment here. I don't judge you if you don't want to reach retail CEO level. If you take the quiz or if you've taken the quiz in the past and you felt judged and some of you have. When I first launched the quiz, there was a little bit of mental drama going on from some of you that took the quiz. I want to encourage you, if that happens, I want you to ask yourself why, because the judgment certainly isn't coming from me. Most likely, you're judging yourself. And if that's what's happening, then I will ask you to turn the conversation around onto yourself. Be honest with yourself about what stage you want to be in and start working towards that goal. These shopkeeper stages not only help you, but I've learned more than ever that they help me help you. It's about how I can best support you in the stage that you are in or in the stage that you want to be in. If you haven't taken the quiz or if you think things have changed for you since you first took the quiz, I'll encourage you to take the quiz again. There's no limit on how many times you can take the quiz. We have quite a few master shopkeepers who have grown in many ways personally and in their businesses, and they've gone back and taken the quiz and they were pleasantly surprised or maybe validated that they had moved into the next stage. So whether you're taking it the first time or you're taking it the third time, you're welcome to take it as many times as you like. You can take the quiz at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash quiz. When you take the quiz, it will not only tell you what stage you're in, but what that means, what the stage means. And when you get your results, I will give you four to six specific podcast episodes to listen to, a couple of free resources, and some other helpful information. One more thing before I forget and wrap this episode up. The quiz isn't perfect. It's fairly accurate, but it's not perfect. So maybe if you're in between stages, you may not get the stage that you think you should be in. Of course, you're going to land on one stage or the other. It won't tell you that you're in between stages, but it's really not a big deal because once you take the quiz, you'll also see a link where you can read about all five stages. So what I suggest is just read through them and you can determine which stage you think you're in. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, Visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 142. And for those of you who responded to my emails or sent me emails or sent me DMs on Instagram, thank you. Over the past month, I really appreciate it. Some of you gave me several good ideas for podcast episodes. They are in my queue. I want you to know that. I replied to all of you. Um, And my queue is really long. I have, people have asked me before, how do you not run out of ideas for the podcast? And I really don't. It's it's just, it flows out of me. Or some of you give me ideas. Some of you inspire podcast episodes just with conversations I have with you. Um, so, it, you know, it may not be that I record that podcast episode in a few weeks. It might be months down the road. But trust me, I keep and store all of my ideas in one place 
And uh, I don't see an end to them anytime soon, just based off of content and ideas in my brain. So thank you to all of you who have reached out. For those of you who have sent emails and told me like, we're glad you're enjoying your time off. Thank you for the podcast, all of that stuff. I really appreciate it. I've said this before, and I will say it as long as I'm podcasting. Podcasting can often feel like a one-way road. So if you reply to my emails or send DMs on Instagram, I always appreciate it because I like hearing from you. So I'm happy to be back. And until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.